financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum, and we're talking about retirement. And there's four steps here? Four emotional roadblocks that okay. keep us retiring. Now, there's probably lots, right? But I think most people do the best they can do mm-hmm. without tackling these. So even if you think you're doing really well, you might be maxing out your 401k or you might be trimming your expenses. Great. You're doing great. Keep doing that. But knowing, actually being certain, knowing what your future life is going to be, costs look like, that's the really, really hard part. And so most of us never even try. We just just say, I'm doing the best I can do. Hopefully, I'm sure we've all said this word, hopefully I'm going to have enough to retire. Well, yeah, and then there's also a lot of unknowns because you don't know if you're going to have a health problem or, I don't know, a a fire burns down that. Like, you don't know what the things are that are going to happen. I guess you can just kind of look at the past, I don't know, a few years to see what your expenses have been, but it is kind of uncertain. Well, you know, I mean, statistically right now, we know that one in three people think they won't have enough money to retire comfortably. Mm -hmm. And one... 12, 1 in 12 Americans, I should say, because that's what we surveyed, right, think they'll never be able to retire at all, and two-thirds of the people that have recently retired are considering going back to their job. Mm. Now, this isn't because they wanted to be in that situation. Right. It's because it's so difficult to plan for the future. So when I say we don't have a, a, a real bond with what we look like in the future, what our financial life looks like in the future, there was actually a study that was done that showed that if people do the, you know, the artificial intelligence stuff where you can mm-hmm. age your own face. Oh, like, yeah. For people who did that and saw themselves as aging, they were more successful planning their retirement. Really? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of putting one on our website, like just age yourself. Yeah, I don't know how we could integrate that, but I think that would be <laughs> fun, right? <laughs> Maybe not so much fun. But the fact of the matter is just like anything else, when it's our own mortality, our own health, we don't like to think of ourselves in that way. It's mm-hmm. always going to happen to someone else. Yeah. We intellectually, we know we're going to age. We know we're, we might be ill, but we don't plan on it. We don't want it. <laughs> reject, 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 right? So this can point to part of our decision uncertainty, which is the third thing we were talking about, which happens when people feel sort of ill-equipped. They just don't feel qualified to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. So they might not know where to look. They might not know who to ask. So they just don't make any decisions at all. They just ignore it all together. Yeah. And and we don't even think we're ignoring it. We just find some other things to distract us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until we hit, you know, age 75 or something and realize we didn't have enough time to retire. And then we're like, oh, bleep. Yeah. I mean, the truth is that when you don't have confidence in your knowledge about retirement vehicles, you know, you, you just don't, you're less likely to take solutions that might seem a little foreign to you. So if you might not know anything about annuities or you might not know about bonds or stocks, you're less likely to delve into that market and you're more likely to just put your money in a CD or something and say, okay, under your mattress uh, and say, okay, that's, that's what I'm comfortable with. I'm doing that. I'm putting it in the jar in my sock drawer. So just hoping uh, your kids are going to take care of you is not a good retirement plan is what you're saying. I guess that depends on the kids. <laughs> But yes, I would not. I would not bet on that for my retirement. Mine says he's just going to lock me in the basement and throw food down every once in a while. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, oh that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Well, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make here really is not so much that, you know, we're doomed, we can't get past the psychology, but that the, there is psychology involved in this. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up if you haven't been able to save, or if you've saved a lot but you're afraid to spend any of it. You know, don't be afraid to think about the psychology involved here and go back to the real math. What really will it be like in the future? How can you solve the problems that you have? You know, the problem we have overall is that just the number of complex decisions involved in making your financial plan mm-hmm. becomes a sort of overload for people, choice overload. Like, like imagine that you're giving your four-year-old, you know, 17 choices. What are they going to do? They're going to have a fit, right? <laughs> they can't make that choice. It doesn't work. So for adults, of course, we're intelligent. We're able to sort things out. But when it comes to our money, we have this emotional baggage. Pretty much all of us have it, myself included. Whatever we have experienced in life from our parents, from our own personal experiences, Mm -hmm. if it has to do with money, it can cause us some anxiety. And I think a lot of people have felt a lot of anxiety over the last couple of years with the roller coaster of the market. And, you know, if you had a 401k with COVID and everything where your employer stopped matching it or no longer was accepting contributions. There's just been a lot of, it's been a kind of a financial roller coaster, it feels like, the last couple of years. You know, it has. And I, I think it will continue to be to some extent in the market. But, but for us individually, uh, it's always a financial roller coaster, unless you live in, in a bubble, right? You live in some world where problems don't affect you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care how much money you have. People without money always think, boy, if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't have these problems. Trust me, you're going to have some sort of financial baggage, whether you've got a lot of money or not enough money. They, both things come with their own, uh, their own issues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where a professional could help is, you know, if you can get a coach on board or a financial advisor on board who really actually engages with you long-term, doesn't just sell you a product and walk away, then they can set up the kinds of reminders that you might need, the, the laying out of the what, when, where, how, all those decisions, and help keep that on track. And instead of feeling that anxiety about, I don't know what to do, you can replace that with, I know who to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that helps immensely, but it is difficult for people to find their way through that. Even that can be a maze. People will say, I think my accountant does that. No. People will say, I, you know, I thought my banker did that. Probably not. I mean... You really have to, it's why we developed the program we have, you really have to have everything under one umbrella with a way to play these what-if scenarios, those tools that you need so that you can see what's going on and the coaching or the support you need to stay the course. Yeah, well, and especially you were saying one in 12 people think that they will never be able to retire. So if you already feel like that, it seems kind of like you're at rock bottom Calling a financial advisor, what's the worst can, that can happen? You already think you're never going to be able to retire. So they're either going to yeah. agree with you or there's going to be something that can be done. Well, again, we're, we're back to psychology. Two things. The first is that you feel a little bit of shame or guilt that you should be able to manage this yourself and you don't want to talk to somebody else about it. Mm-hmm. And the second is, oh, that's going to cost me money. I can't afford that. Right. <laughs> and those two roadblocks are great excuses we give ourselves to not pick up the phone and, and do that. But actually, both of those can be easily gotten around. So, you know, the, the thing is, if you have, if you can think of the future savings that you have as an investment in future consumption, okay. rather than some murky retirement picture, like someday I'll retire. If you can 
quantify it and say, this is what my daily expenses are going to be, mm-hmm. and the amount of money I need to be able to spend in vacations and leisure activities, then you can back into that. You can plan for that. And if you're falling short of the mark, that's fine. It's okay. We make it up somewhere else or we make some changes. But the tools to be able to decide that in advance and have a clear picture and clarity, the opposite of the uncertainty that we're talking about, that's what really helps people get around it. But you still have to understand the, the workings that are going on in your, in your mind about this. Mm-hmm. So fourth uncertainty I want to talk about, and I'll keep this very brief, is investment outcome uncertainty. Now, people will focus in one area or another. <laughs> you can raise your hand out there if this is you. You say, I'm going to maximize the total return on my investment. I'm going to minimize the chance of losing money. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do both because it doesn't seem like you could. The truth is you can do both okay. in the right, with the right tools and in the right sort of diversified portfolio. You can pay attention to both of those things. But the thing is that what happens when you're thinking only in terms of I'm going to maximize my return or I'm going to minimize the chance of losing money, you may be ignoring something that is ultimately the most important factor. Okay. And it is are you generating enough income throughout your retirement. Now, that might seem oversimplified because people think, well, if I maximize my return, I'll have a lot of money and I'll be able to generate my income. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily true. You can maximize your return, maybe in securities, maybe you're going gangbusters in the stock market. And if the year that you retire, there's a big loss in the market, your plan has not worked so well for you. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is true on the other side. You can minimize all your risk by, you know, taking on an annuity or putting the money under your mattress or buying a CD or whatever, but it might not be enough to get those paychecks we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But what it might do for you, though, is if you, can, uh, if you can think in terms of generating income, what an annuity or something else that might generate a long-term income would do is it would generate that income through your retirement, and now you can use the other money that you've got for the play checks that we talked about. So that's about a diversified portfolio. Mm-hmm. Annuities are not for everybody. This isn't only about annuities, of course. It's just a, a mention of them because the right annuity done the right way could help you with some market growth, and it could generate lifetime income. So it's part of a diversified portfolio. It's not the entire portfolio. But it could be a valuable tool that people aren't thinking about. But, again, it all seems so complex. People don't know how to sort that out necessarily. They go on the Internet. They hear one or two things. They make a decision. It would be much much easier to have a financial coach. Yeah, my wish for people, whether it doesn't have to be us that they call, but my wish for people is that they hear the show, they start to think about their conversation with themselves about money, the psychology behind money. Uh, Even though I'm fond of saying money is math, I say that to remove the psychology from the equation. Mm -hmm. So I hope that people will, this will make people think about it and say, you know, yes, it's a new year. Yes, I'm doing the best I can do for retirement or I'm not planning retirement. And all the reasons I'm not planning it and all the lies we tell ourselves, all the excuses we tell ourselves (laughs) about why. Done. Well, I we think can't. the first step definitely is is making a phone call. I would recommend you. What is the number for people to call you at? Well, thank you. If they'd like to call us, they can reach us at 
773-3333. And definitely check out HugYourMoney.com. Lots of stuff up there. Thank you so much. This was really interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. We will be back with another edition of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, coming up next week right here on WHMP.